Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to all of our wonderful listeners. In this episode, uh, we're going to be exploring uh, using self-care coloring journals as a tool to help you heal yourself. And my guest today is Jennifer Robinson. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. And I guess maybe I'll give our listeners a little, um, you know, sort of background as to how you and I met. So I believe we met at the Mompreneur conference. So we were uh, at a networking event. I think that was our first touch point. Yes. Um, yeah. And then it just so happened that both, both of us were hosting a workshop for the Rustic Mama retreats. And we ended up being uh, there at the same time on uh, a weekend up in Bark Lake. And funny enough, I had actually signed up for your workshop. Yes, that's um, right. I remember. And so I just remember, you know, the, you know, you started out with this beautiful meditation um, and, and then, you know, taught us a couple of, you know, techniques um, with your, with your, with your coloring journal. And mm -hmm. we just kind of, as a group, you know, spend time together coloring. And it, I just remember it being such a relaxing and, um, like soul expanding experience. And so I thought, you know, after that experience, like we should talk about this. Yeah, that sounds great. And, and thank you for um, saying you enjoyed the experience. It actually was one of the first workshops I did, uh, which I'm still exploring. Um, and the coloring, of course, was uh, a big part of it in the second half, but um, setting the tone with the right kind of music, using binaural beats in the background, and um, exploring um, doing a body scan and leading you on to um, an inner child meditation, I think was what set the stage for all of it. And even when I think things are going great in our life, um, it's those times where you don't realize when you get really quiet and in touch with yourself, it um, can really spark something in you. And I was hoping that that's the experience that um, was going to come across on that day. And um, it was a wonderful experience for, for me just to host and run that workshop. It um, was a good push to spur me on to do more. Absolutely. Sport. And, and mm -hmm. I, I just remember like I'm, I'm going through this meditation and I'm feeling this um, overwhelm of, of energy and there was no stop in the tears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know everyone asked, well, why are there boxes of Kleenex on the table? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> yep, yep. And it was totally fine because it, was, yes. it felt like a very safe space yes. where, you know, I, I, I could allow that emotion to come mm -hmm. out and not feel like I was going to be judged by an you know, and I didn't feel judged by anybody there because I wasn't the only one crying. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's good to cry. That's how we release our emotions and it helps to level out our energy levels. So yeah, it was a great experience for me too. 
Amazing. So I guess this is going to be our good segue um, into sort of um, exploring the use of coloring. So Mm -hmm. I I remember, you know, you sort of mentioning that there's a community of individuals who come together to color. Um, Yes. Yes. Tell tell us more about that. I um, actually first got into coloring um, a number of years ago, I hadn't heard about it myself, um, and I came across a few Facebook groups. Um, I think I saw an article first that did talk about the benefits of coloring, um, how it was good for um, healing um, and relaxation. So I started just uh, searching around and came across some groups that were on Facebook. In fact, there's many, many groups. One of the groups I belong to is just simply called Coloring Books for Adults. There's 43,000 members in that group alone. Wow. Um, Yes. Another one's called The Cracked Crayon. If you were to simply type in coloring into your Facebook search bar, you would see a lot of groups. Um, And the um, objective in those groups, a lot of them is to share what books they're working on, what they're coloring, um, but it's a big piece of it is the art side, um, although people will use it for uh, to relax and in a mindful way to help with their healing. They also very get very excited at showing um, what they've done. And there's some um, all sorts of different levels, people who are beginner, um, but there's lots of people who are calling for 10 years up. And if develop some beautiful skills and they love to share with others. So someone who really gets into the coloring, it's a nice group to be a part of because I've seen a lot of friendships form in those groups. Yeah. Um, and, and I imagine that these groups are really for anyone. They are. Yes, they are. Who's interested in coloring. Exactly. Yeah. And and that was kind of the start of what happened with me. I started to color. I was going through some difficult time and I noticed that when I would take the time to color, um, that focus on coloring helped me to uh, bring my anxiety levels down and just forget about everything else that was going on around me. Um, so that was the kind of the beginning for me. Um, I don't know if you want me to talk about how the, the kind of my journals came to be. Um, it's, uh, I have to go back a few years. Um, my story of getting into coloring and illustrating um, stems from my past marriage. Um, I was married for 19 years. I have three awesome kids. Um, but my, my marriage, there's a lot of control and emotional turmoil. And I, you know, did what society kind of says. I got married, had kids, and I just focused on going to work and them and somewhere along the way I completely lost myself Um, it was uh, a long journey for me to even get to a place of healing Um, and it started with coloring Um, and over the years eventually that marriage actually did end and I thought at the time um, my uh, anxiety that I felt free. Um, I started to feel like myself again. I'd lost that little girl who I was, and I. But I also had a lot of exploring to do. I didn't know um, uh, who I was anymore. Um, and then, you know, move a little ahead a little while. I did end up. I met somebody, um, and he was very supportive, and he was complete, completely different person than my ex-husband was. And I thought that I was completely um, at peace with everything that happened in my life. And 
being with him, he was such a loving, kind, warm person. It actually brought up a lot of emotional baggage that I had been carrying with me that I didn't know was there. And it was actually him that suggested to me, because I would, in a way, try to sabotage the relationship at times because it was something I was uncomfortable with. Um, and it comes, I think a lot of women um, deal with this. There was a lot of uh, difficulty with my self-worth and I struggled with self-love. And I, all of that got triggered when I was with this new person who was so warm and loving. Um, I knew I had a lot of work to do. So he was the one actually that suggested, you know, you used to say that you used to draw. Um, and that was years ago. It was high school. And he said, you know, we hear of artist therapy. Why don't you just try sitting down and drawing? And maybe that will help. And that was kind of the start of it. Um, I would every week sit down and I would draw and I would cry and these emotions release. And over the weeks, um, these drawings that came out were butterflies. They were all women that were butterflies and they started off very um, wounded looking. And as I healed, the butterfly illustrations became stronger and stronger. And so that was like the very beginning of it. Um, it was drawing for me to heal. Um, and it wasn't until actually it was about 20, 2016, I published the first version of the um, coloring journal. Um, a friend had seen the drawings and she said, you need to do something with these. So that was the beginning of it. And um, at the time I was when it was, I got it published, which I self-published, I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of checked something off my bucket list. Um, and that was it. And I let it sit actually for, I didn't really sell many to tell anybody about it too much. I just kind of let it sit there. Um, and again, that self-worth kicked in again. And it wasn't until uh, 2018. I actually woke up from a very vivid dream and, um, and you're part of the mompreneurs and Maria Locker, who's uh, the founder of the mompreneurs, she was in the dream and I woke up very vividly and I knew in that moment, I was just so tearful that the book wasn't about me publishing a book. It was about all the other women. And I instantly knew that the poetry I'd been writing and all the affirmations that I had been using to help myself to heal had to go into the journal so it's it has um, evolved so it has become this um, I don't even really call it a coloring book anymore um, I call it a self-care coloring journal and it's um, become a, a book or a journal that's filled with um, a number of coloring pages to help with mindful coloring um, as, as well as uh, there's self-love worksheets um, there's uh, mandalas to color with um, self-love affirmations and so this is the first journal in a series and this one is um, you know butterfly beauties and it's a book of hope and healing so for me it's been great for my healing and I just wanted to be able to put it out there and help other women that may be struggling as well for sure and and you know I often hear from a lot of our guests that you know, in the process of their self-discovery, in the process of their self-healing or finding themselves, you know, they find something that works for them. Um, and, you know, we, we get a lot of fear uh, centered around putting ourselves out there, right? Because, you know, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, you know, what if nobody likes it? Um, and it? And it takes sometimes a person or, or a realization to say, you know, this is kind of bigger than just me. 
Yeah. And, and the people who are going to resonate with this, you know, if I can just help, you know, and I said this to myself, like before I started <clears throat> my YouTube videos was, you know, I may not get it a hundred percent and, you know, I may stumble around, but you know, if I can help just one person, you know, improve one little aspect of their life, it, it makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what's helped me to um, push ahead with this. It's kind of becoming like a little bit of a, like a business now. And I didn't see it that way. It just started off as, as just this little coloring book. And I shouldn't say they were just because I will tell you, I was at a um, speaker series with Erica M. And it was one of the things she said that as we need to remove as women from our vocabulary was the word just. So I try to remember that. Um, but when I tapped into um, the other women and it's also becoming about the daughters as well, um, this series, it gave me the strength to speak up and to share. And, and I still struggle. I, I struggle sometimes daily with my anxiety. You know, people talk about imposter syndrome. I just had this conversation last night with my husband. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like who am I? to be sharing this because um, when you're in it, you don't see it the way other people see it. But then I had to say, you know, if just one woman um, gets something out of it and it helps them on their uh, journey of healing. Is that's a big part of the beginning of the book. When you first open the journal, it, it, I say how, you know, I've been there, I've struggled, I'm still struggling, and I'm still learning to love myself every day. And um, yeah, if just one woman um, gets something out of it, then I feel like, okay, it was a reason for me to share. I'm having a thought coming to my mind. Uh, and it's, I, it, it seems interesting that we, as we're struggling with our own selves, feel like we're imposters. Yeah. When really, in fact, who else would be better qualified than the person who's going through mm -hmm. the thing you're trying to help somebody else with? Absolutely. Right? Like yes. you can speak from personal um, experience. And it, I just, I think it's so interesting that these, you know, negative thought monkeys jump into our brain saying, well, you know, you haven't perfected it yet. So why are you sharing it with the world? And, and it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Yes. I'm on the fourth revision right now, actually, of the, the journal. And you're right. And um, when you talk about the things that we say to ourselves, it's something that I've incorporated into this new version. Um, I've added in um, conscious journaling and conscious affirmation writing um, because I have um, helped part of the the coloring is a big part of it. Um, but I also started learning a lot more about journaling in itself. And a lot of the reasons, you know, that helps us to heal is through journaling. But self-talk was a huge part of that. For me, um, I work on my self-talk, but when I write it out, it works for me better. Some people are more auditory. Another thing that I tend to do, um, which I it's helped me a lot and I tell others about is recording my voice. So when I'm feeling really down on myself, I will take my phone out and record a pep talk to myself. And I'll say, Jen, get yourself together. You've got this girl, you know, you can do it. And I will record my voice. And I find it's very powerful to listen back to it. It's almost like, um, I mean, I, I do meditate and, um, 
um, I am spiritual. I'm not religious, but I am very spiritual. I believe, believe in connecting with like my higher self. And so I find when I um, record myself and replay it back, it's like the authentic me, Jennifer, is, you know, give myself a kick in the butt, like, let's go. You can do this. You have this. And I think that, I mean, we all have that um, monkey mind, as you call it, that negative self-talk. We do self-talk all day long, but a lot of it's negative. But think about what you say to yourself. Would you say that to your best friend? You know, when we look at the mirror, we're, we make a mistake. There shouldn't be any mistakes. It's just all learning. So yeah, self-talk and the self-journaling has been a huge part, but you're right. I think that there's so many of us that don't want to admit or where we're really how we're feeling in our heads and we're all doing it. So for me, just being on this podcast with you, this was scary for me. I had a lot of anxiety about it. Um, but then I, like I said, I try and focus on if one person hears it and they feel like, Hey, I get it. I get her, you know, then I've helped that one person. So that's kind of given me the courage to, to share and to be vulnerable. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so the recording that you do, you're, you're recording to yourself, like the positive Mm -hmm. feedback that you would want to give your best friend who's who's having a hard time, you know, or is thinking very negatively about herself or a situation. You're not recording the negative talk. You're recording the positive. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. When I'm feeling down, I will, um, get myself in the right mindset. I'll sometimes I'll have to sit in quiet reflection or some people call it meditation and then I'll hit record and I pep talk myself. So you're right. Exactly. If I was sitting across the couch with my best friend and she was saying all these negative things to herself, I'd be like, no, Madeline, no, you're beautiful. You're strong. You're worthy. You've got this girl. You can do it. I do that to myself, but I, I, and I find it very powerful when I actually repeat my name. I'll say, Jennifer, you've got this. Everyone has doubts. You can do it. And I will save those recordings. Um, I save them on my phone and I'll you know, title them and I'll listen to them when I need them. Sometimes I'm inspired to record a new one, but I, I keep all of them. So the times when I'm feeling down, I can uh, listen and feel better. Another thing that I will do, which I can't remember where I learned this from, is um, giving a name or a character to your emotions. So for example, depression or anxiety, when I'm feeling down, I might name her, no offense to any names, but Debbie down or something. And I'll imagine her on my shoulder and I'm like, okay, I see you're, you're down. You're here today to visit me. Why are you here? What do you need from me? And I'll say, it's okay. I don't need you here today. You can go. And and they say that if you just acknowledge those emotions, pushing them down is um, the worst thing you can do. Um, acknowledge it. I'm feeling anxiety today. Any anxiety, you know, I talk to her and I'll say, okay, why are you here today? What do you need from me? It's okay. I'm okay. You can go. Um, labeling them, acknowledging them is very helpful. And sometimes um, just having a really big cry. Um, my background, you know, we're... British and Scottish and English in there. And so we push our emotions down. It's always that, you know, just get on with it. Come on, get out, get in a happy mood. Let's go. Um, but that just 
pushes it down when you release and whether that's sometimes you, you just really see emotions through exercise it's usually something physical but a good cry crying in the shower is a great place to cry once you've released it you've actually let that energy go and then you can move on for me i used to only give myself a five minute window now i know i need to let it come out until it's done so those are some other um, things i do as well don't tell yourself okay that's it suck it up you've you know cried long enough sometimes you need to just let it all out and purge until you feel that big exhale your body comes into that place of relax and you feel the muscles and not feel so tense then you know you've let out enough yeah. And, and the interesting thing, obviously I do a lot of research into this, like the central nervous system and trying mm -hmm. to understand the connection of stored emotion in the body, right? Because it's, it is energy. It's also yes. an electrical chemical signature and it stimulates the auto, like the automatic parts of our brain. So it, it's in that subconscious realm in the yes. automatic process. But mm -hmm. when we're in fight or flight, mm -hmm. all of the energy in our body, all of the blood flow goes to our arms and our legs. Yes. It leaves our core. It leaves the center. And so exercising, um, crying. So when you feel that release from mm -hmm. the extremities, yes. you know, you've, you've, you've ta like, you've exhausted that, um, fight Absolutely. or flight mm -hmm. energy and you can then move into um, the rest, digest, repair, reproduce, Absolutely. you know, part of the central nervous system. So we need outlets to move this energy because the body is doing it automatically. Mm -hmm. And so all the energy is needed in the arms and the legs to prepare for fighting or running or freezing, yes, right? yes. depending on our current situations, right? So you have to get it out of there. Yeah, there's something that I talk about as well um, that I want to uh, teach a little bit more about when I do start hosting more workshops, which will include a big part of it is the coloring side, but there's the learning about the mind-body connection. And you talked about the fight or flight. So um, when we're in stress, the back part of our brain is, there's a part called the amygdala which will fire, which you probably understand. And it releases all this cortisol. Well, back in caveman day, when um, there was danger, we experienced fight or flight. And that, but that cortisol got released because we would run from the saber-toothed tiger or we would fight. Well, our brain doesn't understand the difference between real danger and then what the thoughts we have in our head. And one of the things that happens, as you've touched on, is when that amygdala is firing in the back of our brain because we're stressed, and that could be stressed because we're coming on a podcast, or stressed because you have a job interview, or stressed because- Or a deadline. A deadline. Your children, uh, marriage, anything. The uh, prefrontal cortex, the front part of our brain, which is responsible for memory and executive functioning, those higher level um, thoughts- it shuts down and it does that on purpose because it's trying to get us into fight or flight mode. So when you're feeling stressed like that, not only is that cortisol running through your body, if you don't release it in some way, exercise, I use dance. I will just get up and shake it out and get that energy out. Um, you can't get to a place of making decisions um, that are good for you. So there are Ra the rational decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. That's because that's the prefrontal cortex function is irrational thought and 
when the amygdala is firing, there yes. is, you know, it's not a, a rational, it's a, I have to act and have to act now. Absolutely. And I think that's why too, for me, it's been a learning process um, is sometimes when I get in that place of feeling anxious or down and I'm not using my tools like coloring or I'll put on the binaural beats in the background or moving my body, whether it's jumping up and down and shaking it out with music, I'll get stuck and I can be stuck like that for a day or two. And I, I feel completely numb and I will label it as depression. But I, I really feel often it's because the amygdala has been firing because of the stress and I haven't allowed my body to exercise, to dance and move it out, to cry. And so I'm just numb. And then you, you feel like you can't even make any decisions. Those are the days you curl in bed under your blankets, and, you know, so until I make those, those actions, um, then I'm able to release it again. And then, and from there I'll go into the coloring and the journaling. And so, uh, yeah, it's all that kind of, it's all connected, right? The mind and body. Yeah. It's interesting, obviously, because from a physio perspective, like I'll oftentimes, you know, explain that one of the ways that we can target this autonomic, right? Automatic nervous system, right? Because it's not under our conscious control, but yes. we can tap into settling it down through movement, through breathing exercise, um, just enough to release the stored energy yes. so that you can allow the energy to return back to the prefrontal cortex, to return back to the core, so mm -hmm. that in that moment, you're like, okay, now I know I should sit down and meditate. Because, you know, we know what's good for us, but mm -hmm. when we're in that storm of stress or just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I just yes. want to sit in my, you know, sit in my <laughs> yeah. misery. Um, yeah. And so it's hard to take that action because there's just so much pent up energy. It's, it's almost impossible. Like you, it's like freezing. You're, it's you impossible to take the next step that's actually mm -hmm. good for us. And mm -hmm. so if you can use movement, right? Just like you said, shake it out as silly as it sounds like literally get your arms and legs, shake it out or, yes. you know, go go to the gym, go for a fast paced walk and swing those arms. Like, yes. you know, walk like you're walking on a mission, get that Absolutely. heart rate up, you know, pump out that energy. When, when the energy of the exercise settles and all, all the good stuff as a result of exercise comes mm -hmm. into being, then it's like, okay, what yeah. should I be doing here next to Absolutely. improve my situation? Right. Absolutely. And one other thing I usually do at the end of the night, which is why I've incorporated into the new journals, is um, kind of like a brain dump or an emotion dump at night um, is to journal. Just free flow journal. Um, this is from a life coach that I had learned and I had I'd said to her, you know, why wouldn't I journal in the morning? You know, people talk about journaling in the morning. And she said, it's almost like clearing the end of the day. Um, she said, it's really important that you journal in the evening. Um, so that's something that I've started a practice of as well. Why I've added into the, uh, the new version of the self-care coloring journal is to have that journaling time at the end of the night. And it's just whatever you are feeling and it's not right or wrong could be somebody you're angry at anything that happened that what's happened that day once you clear that and release it it allows you to have a better sleep as well it is another reason why i'll do it sometimes do coloring in the evening because coloring before bed is coloring is a great way for someone who can't who has a hard time with meditating 
They've done studies and they've found that the benefits from mindful coloring, your brain reacts in the same way as when you're meditating. Um, it gets a very clear focus, um, especially like I did in the workshop, put on the binaural beats. And for anyone who doesn't know what binaural beats are, there are um, four different levels of binaural beats. Um, and I use theta. Theta is the levels. That, so binaural beats are sound waves. Um, you have to use, use headphones typically is the best way. Um, but I'll, we'll play them in the workshop. And then basically it's a two different sound wave levels from the left ear to the right ear. And it causes a certain frequency. And there's delta, which I believe is for sleep. Yep. Um, and theta is for meditation and creativity, which is the vinyl beats that I'll put on. And people, it sounds like a beautiful, relaxing music, but the binaural beats are in the background. And then there's alpha as well. And uh, I'm not forgetting. Beta. One. Beta, that's right. Yeah, so, so we're... When we're in our wake states, when we're mm -hmm. making decisions, I mean, there's there's different levels of beta as well. Yes. Um, but we're when we're consciously awake, we're um, operating in beta, mm -hmm. um, either high beta or low beta, depending on your stress levels. Yes. So alpha is kind of like the next level down as you begin to relax, yes. and then theta is that deeper sense of relaxation where you're able to tap more into the self, uh, the subconscious part mm -hmm. of it, right? Because the, the body actually um, quiets down its yes. Um, activity yes. that allows for more clarity and creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to um, dive a little deeper. So you, you have this journal that you started out with for adults. Um, yes but now you are also working on one for is it youth is it kids what what age group are is, is this next um version of the book so the journal series um right now is i'm planning to have four um the first one that is out which is um, butterfly beauties a journal of hope and healing um is geared for women and for kind of touched on the things i've talked about whether you've been through difficulty in your life or you're just suffering with anxiety and depression and helps us work through that the second one in this series is going to be called butterfly beauties a celebration of women it's going to be a little more uplifting it's going to be um, reminding us of how strong we are um, of our self-worth um, there'll be some more in there on um, body positivity and such um, the third one in this series um, again, it's called Butterfly Beauties. It's a celebration of daughters. And it's for that teen tween. And it's going to be called Coming Into Her Own. Um, what's interesting right now is I just met with um, uh, the event coordinator at Halton Women's Place a couple weeks ago. And they're interested in working along with me in the journals. And what was nice was I was able to talk to them and get some feedback on the things that teen girls are struggling with. Um, the Halt Women's Place has two shelters, one in Burlington and one in Milton. They have a big event coming up in November that I will probably be at with my, um, with my journal, the first journal, possibly the second. And, but what they also have in their program is they have um, uh, women, I'm not sure their title, but they go out into the school system and they teach from grade one to grade 12 called Healthy Relationships and all sorts of different levels. And so they have a really good uh, bird's eye view on um, different age groups of what 
especially nowadays, the teens and tweens are going through because it's different than it was for us with, with social media. It's a lot difficult. So I'm going to be using some of the feedback. I want to meet with him again to make sure I'm touching um, part in that third journal for the girls, the teens and tweens on their struggles. There obviously will be body positivity messages in there, um, but it's just letting them know that they're not alone and you're feeling normal. And so there will be um, obviously the coloring pages, um, but there will be um, more poetry. There'll be more self-care worksheets in there and journaling um, pages for them that will fit that age group. And then the fourth book um, in this series, again, is for daughters, um, Butterfly Beauties, a celebration of daughters, and it's called Free to Be Me. And it will be more of the age six to 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, where I'm touching base on they a lot of they're already in that feeling of freedom and feeling themselves and feeling um, joyful at the place they're at before <laughs> the pressures of society, which is starting younger and younger them judging themselves. So it's trying to keep them in that that mindset of positivity. So um, that one will probably be coming out though in 2020. Uh, the spring of 2020 and my goal is to have all four of them completed and out by next year's international women's day which is in march of 2020 um, but i'm uh, hopeful uh, that the second one will be out a celebration of women in the next month or two so yeah i'm looking forward to that and, and i'm really just trying to be open um, to get feedback from other women it was because of other women that i decided to add the journals with the, for the daughters. I was getting moms saying, I love what you're doing. Can you make one for the girls? Can you make one for the daughters? And although my branding and my website is called Butterfly Beauties and it's focusing on uh, women and daughters and their strengths and how strong and beautiful they are, I've had a few requests for you know something for the boys. So that may come down the road. So I'm just trying to be open and listen to what people are wanting and needing. Amazing. Uh, I think it's, um, I think it's wonderful uh, that, you know, we provide these different options um, and tools mm -hmm. for navigating life. It's, 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 you know, it's challenging and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're working against, you know, different, you know, voices from all sorts of different places in, in life that are telling us and not only other people, but our own selves, we're telling, you know, we're struggling with that self-worth and, um, you know, being our authentic self. Well, what does that even mean? Right. How do I be, yeah. you know, how do I figure out what my authentic self is? Like, who mm -hmm. am I? And I think we all struggle with that at different periods throughout our lifetime, yes. having tools that may, I guess, create um, a, a safe creative space for that exploration to be able to like put ideas down and see kind of, you know, what feels good, like what, what kind of, what sticks, what, you know, um, and then being able to, um, you know, unravel it further from there. So I think um, what you're doing is really important. And that's why I was like, I want to do this podcast <laughs> yeah. so that you know, we can start letting people know mm -hmm. that these tools are, you know, available um, and people should, you know, check it out and just see, right? Absolutely. I think that um, one of the things that I'm learning in this process 
and talking with others is I'm getting a lot of requests on things like having mother daughter workshops and things like that. And I think the importance of that, which um, I'm really working hard to get the um, journals in the completion stays state so that 2020, I can really be pushing out more um, workshops. I think it's important though, in that, that especially something like a mother daughter one, or maybe down the road, mother son, that the, Parents are letting the children know whether they're teen level or they're six years old that they have those feelings too, and that's normal and it's okay. And I think that creating that kind of um, feeling of belonging that because it's that negative self talk that we all keep feeding ourselves. And um, I, I go there too. I feel like I'm alone. I feel at times that I'm isolated, that you know. And this is a big thing of it, social media, right? You go on social media and you see people doing all these wonderful things, but behind the scene, everybody's just showing their highlight reel. And um, imagine if we're struggling with that at our age, how it must feel for the younger ages to see that because they don't have the same coping skills. So I think it's important if we can um, help them out at a younger age um, be in touch with their feelings and know that that's normal and give them the tools like coloring and journaling and moving their body how to um, to deal with it and and know that it's okay yeah I think the connection pieces mm-hmm. you know um, learning I guess creative ways yes for parents to connect with their children um, in different ways that you know we say I love you and you know, it has meaning, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the negative self-talk, you know, may distort some of the energies or, or something. So having a way where you can connect and be like, you know, we're doing this together and being able to, you know, maybe highlight some of those struggles and have some real conversations around the emotional realm and like, how do, you know, how am I thinking about it and navigating it? You know, what are you thinking? And it creates that deeper level connection where, you know, um, you can sense the love, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just words, but it's, it's actions as well. It just, it, it takes it to that, you know, it, it provides an opportunity to take it to a deeper level that can have really, really profound impacts. I think, yes. you know, that's what the importance of journaling too. And that's some of the questions I've tried to include um, in the journal. It'll there's prompting questions. Um, so it might be like, you know, where you're filling in the questions yourself, but so would your daughter. And it's saying, you know, tell me a time in your life when you felt safe or tell me a time in your life where you felt scared. What are your fears? What are your worries? Um, journaling can help you to get to know yourself better, but also if you were your mother or daughter doing it together or son or whatever happens down the road, you can see the words written and it gives you an insight into how they're feeling and help it open up a conversation. Absolutely. No, I think it's um, totally wonderful what, what you're doing. So I guess now would be a good time for us to talk about like, you know, where can people get, first and foremost, where people could get the books if they're interested. Mm -hmm. Um, Where can people follow you to uh, learn about the, you know, new releases or if there's going to be events, um, you know, that people may be interested in visiting either your boot, like where can people find this information? Absolutely. So um, 
I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. And it's both at Butterfly Beauties Self Care, all one word. Um, and I'm also, our new website is launching in the next couple of weeks. So it should be out when the podcast releases. And it's butterflybeauties.co. That's .co. Um, there's some great uh, freebie things on the website. Um, you can sign up and get a free self-care guide which will give you a few free coloring pages Um, i talk about the different levels of self-talk in that guide Um, there's a few uh, journaling pages that you can uh, reuse and photocopy it's actually like a journaling um, you're journaling daily tapping in with how you're feeling Um, i uh, actually have a facebook group called butterfly beauty self-care sisterhood and um, you know we connect in different ways, but on Sundays I do a card pulling um, self-care cards and people will choose a card they're drawn to. Well, on the website, I've created a digital version of that. So one of the um, sections on the website, if you go to butterflybeauties.co, there's a freebie on there and there's a whole list of cards laid out that I've created and you just simply tap on them, whatever you feel drawn to it, and they'll flip over and tell you what your self-care um, thing is that you can focus on for the week. Um, the journals can be purchased through the website. Um, they, you can do up to 10 where you can actually put your name in. If you're gifting one as well for somebody, there's a box where you can add your name or their name. I will be putting an inspirational message in every book. I've, every journal, I'll write a message to you or to your friend with their name in it. And the journals are sent out gift wrapped as well. So, if you wanted to purchase someone and have it sent to their address, they would receive this journal already wrapped, gift wrapped in a nice craft paper with purple hearts and a purple bow on it. Um, so you wanted to maybe send them something to uplift them. There's also uh, a part in there where you can actually buy a journal for a woman in need. One of my missions that I really wanted to do, and that's why I connected with Halton Women's Shelter right now, is my mission is to have... Um, every woman that's coming through a shelter that they're gifted one of these journals to help them on their healing. So as they're coming into a shelter with their children, um, that's when I really am trying to work on the, the children's books as well. Um, they'll have a lot of work ahead of them emotionally, but if they could be handed one of these as well, so you can buy a journal that will I'll take monthly to the shelters um, that will go to them and I'll be working on uh, doing some events so that we can get maybe companies to, to uh, connect as well and match perhaps the purchases at an ev- a vendor event I'm at and we can get those journals into the shelters as well. So it's one of the things that I'm hoping to be able to give back so that um, I can make a bigger impact. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, beautiful. And I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, um, brought up your mission. So if anybody um, feels moved by that mission, um, can certainly, uh, you know, connect with you mm-hmm. and speak with you further on on that. Um, and just to our listeners, of course, I, I will get the links to the social media and to the website put in the show notes. Uh, so it's just easy to click and because um, sometimes people are listening in their cars mm-hmm. and they're, you yes. know, it's hard to write it down or remember. So I will put them in the um, show notes of the episode if you're looking for them. So Jennifer, I want to thank you so much um, for coming on here and, um, you know, 
get, you know, take building up the courage to, you know, share your message. I know it's not easy, but I think um, it's important mm-hmm. that your message, you know, gets out there. And I feel really grateful that, um, you know, you've agreed to do it on my show. And um, absolutely. I just want to say thank you so much, Madeline, for having me um, and reaching out to me and inviting me. It's been a, a wonderful experience. And I just love, um, connecting with other heart-centered women. So I really appreciate it. I love listening to your podcast. You've got some great content on there and um, I'm excited to hear this one uh, come out. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we'll, we'll send you the link uh, as soon as it's, uh, as soon as it's out. And of course, I'll be tagging you in all the social media as well. So Fantastic. thank you again for, uh, you know, for doing the podcast. Thank you to our listeners who have listened. And uh, of course, we ask that, you know, if you are enjoying this episode, or any episode that you subscribe to the podcast. Um, And if you feel moved, I would love um, reviews as well so that more people can hear about the podcast and then this allows us to make a greater impact on the world. So uh, thanks for that. And till next time, bye for now. Bye everybody. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.